This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from the record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast produced by The Record North Shore. I am riding this solo without my my usual host, co-host, uh, Michael Dwojak, who celebrated his nuptials this past weekend and is now uh, vacationing on his honeymoon. So congrats to Michael. I uh, hope he's enjoying himself, and uh, I hope uh, that he listens to this podcast and realizes that uh, he should get back soon. But um, I'm going to try to do this all by myself. We're going to run through a big week two in football, including a big response from Nutrier, uh, Loyola rolling on the road, and Highland Park and Deerfield coming down to the final few seconds, really. Uh, man, a penalty that kind of uh, ended things um, before it seemed like they should. Um, we'll talk about all that in uh, in our tidy um, three-quarter format. We're not going to do uh, our standard fourth quarter, uh, four-quarter format in which we talk about, um, in which we do the question and answer segment in our third quarter, but we will have a guest in our second quarter. We're going to welcome um, Highland Park coach Anthony Kopp, who talks about the, the tough loss and where the Giants go from here. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, we're going to preview some big games in week three as teams hope to either um, get their third win or improve above 500. So, um, here we go. Um, I might run out of breath here um, as we talk about these, but uh, um, just bear with me. We're going to start with Nutrier. Going down about uh, an hour and a half over to Yorkville, which is out uh, far west. Don't even know if you can call it a suburb uh, of the city, west of uh, southwest of Aurora. Um, and uh, a good school. It's a school that had 10 wins last year, uh, made it to, I think, third round uh, Sweet 16 in 7A, um, and Nutria took it to them. Um, our, our man Marty Carlino was out there and reported on the game, and um, after a week one where Nutria um, really was handled by Hersey, um, they thought they could compete with them, and they just could not, kind of some issues that also plagued them in 2012, it was a, or 2022, it was a slow start as well as um, just some miscues and um, things they weren't expecting, no run game. Things were different in this one um, in Yorkville. Um, Trev scored on three big plays, including um, Jackson McCary, um, the third-year varsity running back, showing up in a big way with two long um, touchdown runs, um, sparking that offense. And also um, we had a long pass play to star receiver Miles Kremaskoli heading and found Hennigan found Kremaskoli up the seam um, for a deep ball um, for that third touchdown. And really their defense held the rest of the way. Um, and it was just uh, a big response in a 0-1 hole in a very tough schedule uh, the five weeks, uh, the first five weeks of the season. We've talked about it on this pod for a while that uh, Nutria is going to have a tough time coming out of there in a bright position. This win certainly helps. It's a big one for them. Um, like I said, that offense got rolling. McCary had 114 rushing yards and, and 15 more receiving. Um, that's a big day for him. Uh, and we talked about that Kremaskoli long score. Um, <clears throat> 56 yarder is what it was. Hennigan passed for 145 yards and Kremaskoli had uh, 73 yards. Um, their star kicker, uh, Nico, I'm sorry, Nikki. Uh, 
Duganzich. I always pronounce that wrong. I'm sorry, Nikki. Uh, he's one of the best in the country. He drilled a 35-yarder. Second time of the week he's drilled um, a field goal for them. Um, and uh, really their defense really stepped up in the second half and held Yorkville um, down. Not much either team did in the second half, but uh, they took care of business. So uh, it was really a huge win um, from Nutrier, and I think they can go a lot of places from here. You look at their schedule ahead, and we have um, uh, the the home opener at Prospect, and then we have um, Barrington, and then we have um, home against Maine South. So three more very tough games, three more ranked opponents, um, and it's going to be a slog, but um, I think Nutrier um, can take one of these games. I don't know which one, but um, Barrington's playing really well. They, they beat Prospect by a significant margin in week two. Um, so that makes them two and zero prospects one and one. Um, but, uh, so they got their work cut out for them, but this win, um, in week two was, was really huge for them. Um, and, uh, they did it on both sides of the ball. So from everything from seeing that success to the actual success, I think they, they're both going to work in Nutria's favor going forward. So big ups to the Trevians on this one. Um, Switching gears to the Ramblers. Ramblers are on the road. We're on the road again. Um, not as far, but not quite close either. Uh, week one, you remember, they went out to um, Grand Rapids in Michigan and took care of um, Central, Catholic Central, uh, perennial powerhouse there in, in Michigan's 5A class, um, 45-7. to 7. This time, not as far, but still uh, a, quite of a road trip. They went out to Naperville North and... Um, I mean, they took a bear business. It was a closer match. Um, their defense really had to step up. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some, some struggles that this that game might cause but um, with injuries and whatnot, but um, uh, they won it, uh, which was important, 27-6. to 6. I think Naperville North is a good team. It's a playoff team and is going to kind of in – in a tough conference, and they're going to do some damage this season. So um, definitely a good win. Um, just keeping their distance from from a good team, I think, shows a lot about the Ramblers, who we thought they are. Um, so um, the Ramblers got an early touchdown pass from um, from a, a Ryan Fitzgerald uh, to Nicholas Argundade. Um, he's their number one receiver, so it's good to see him get on the board. Um, they, they march right down the field in that first drive. Um, then Mike Baker, another star kicker. We got a lot of star kickers. Highland Park's got a star kicker, too. Um, in our coverage area, he drilled a 44-yarder to make it 10-0, and then um, and then Loyola had two uh, pick sixes, one from Donovan Robinson and uh, one from Ethan Hogg. So both those guys had return touchdowns, and at the end of the game, um, Baker kicked another field goal. So he had three field goals in the game. Um, for, uh, or I'm sorry, he had two field goals in the game. He actually missed a 46-yarder that was blocked. But he had uh, two field goals in the game. The one at the end was over 40 yards as well. So uh, really good performance from the Ramblers. Um, really on both sides of the ball against a good team. Um, I think we're talking about um, something they can build off here, especially on the defensive end. I think uh, on their defensive side of the ball, I think it's going to be uh, very difficult to score on the Ramblers. I, I don't believe they've allowed a touchdown this year. Their first unit um, so far in the first two games, uh, Naperville North scored here late in the game against the second unit. So going to be a slog for anybody. Maris is going to provide another challenge um, here 
um, this week, but um, it's going to be really tough for defenses or for offenses to move the football and score touchdowns um, against this Ramblers team. Um, on the opposite of that coin, Ramblers did run into a bit of a um, challenge. Uh, Ryan Fitzgerald is was injured in this game. He came out of the game. Um, Lucas Holber um, came in and finished things off. Um, he was off to a pretty good start, Fitzgerald was. Um, we're not real sure what this injury is going to be carried over to the rest of the year. But um, obviously they're keeping that quiet, especially for this Marist game. But hopefully we can get an update there uh, just to kind of keep Marist on their toes. But um, hopefully we can get some more information and share with you. They got it. But obviously uh, it's not a positive thing, but uh, that Rambler's depth that, depth that we talk about so often is going to come into play here with Lucas Holliber as well as Freedom Ali. I do wonder if they give both of those guys some time. Um, Freedom Ali's got uh, more of, of the ground game than Lucas, uh, but Lucas can do a little bit of everything and make all the throws. I think Freedom's got quite an arm as well. So um, I do wonder if they use a mix of both those guys going forward. If Ryan is out for this game or any other significant amount of time, I still think it's in good hands. Uh, Drew McPherson in this one, the lead back, uh, carried 98 yards and uh, 18 tries, and uh, Finn Miller had 37 yards. Um, so now we get into um, some more familiar foes for Loyal Academy. We get into uh, Marist and Brother Rice, uh, Marist on the road, then, then, then the, the Ramblers finally come home for one with Brother Rice. Um, and we'll, those are two big games that really are the, the measuring stick so far. We know who Marist, obviously Central Catholic, Catholic Central and Naperville North are good teams, but, um, we're talking Marist and Brother Rice who are both ranked in the top 10, top 12 in the year and, and, um, rightfully so. So we've got a couple teams here and we'll see where the Ramblers really are in this season, how their offense can stack up against these pretty tight defenses. We know, I think we know the Loyola defense is going to match up with anybody in the state, but can their offense score points when they need to? I think we're going to find that out in these next couple games here. Um, and we'll talk about that more when we get to, uh, later in the game and, uh, later in this podcast, um, switching over one last time to Highland park. Um, Highland Park in a um, just an energized, fun football game at home at Walters Field against Deerfield. Unfortunately, they fell short um, 21-16. The Warriors took the victory. Um, we're going to start at the end of the game with kind of a, um, a tough call against Highland Park. Um, they just Highland Park just scored to cut the lead to, to one possession, 21-16, with uh, you know under two minutes to go. Um, they tried the onside kick, kind of a chip kick from um, Sebastian uh, Vibral, and uh, it was right into the diving, sliding arms of Nick Bloomer on the right sideline. Perfect execution of what they wanted to do. Unfortunately, what they wanted to do, according to the referee and the rule books I read, is not legal. Uh, you have to give the other team a chance to touch or get the ball, which means the ball that you kick has to hit the ground, hit another player, uh, or um, an official, or something else on the field for it to be in play and um, available for the kicking team. Bloomer caught it really close to the ground, and he caught it in between two Marist. I'm sorry, two. Um, Deerfield players who had uh, a shot to get it, I guess you could say, but um, apparently that's not legal and not something I've seen called on a football field before. Um, I guess maybe I've only seen the ball 
touch the ground or um, touch a player, but I was pretty sure I've seen that play run before pretty well. Um, either way, it didn't count. Deerfield got the ball, kneeled on it, kneeled it out, and took home the rivalry win. Um, Highland Park's going to have some regrets um, on some things in this football game. Uh, you know, the big ones are a um, a drive that they took down to the two-yard line, and then they fumbled on third down, turned the ball over. Um, with I think they could have. I think it was fourteen seven. They could have tied the game. Um, then after Deerfield scored to make it twenty one ten, they fumbled the uh, the kickoff and turned the ball over there as well. Uh, that could have gave them a little more time, even though they did get the ball back eventually and score. Um, it, it could have given them a little more time. And uh, they gave up a really long running play in which. Um, Multiple tackles were missed. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, it was um, Deerfield's top running back, Quinn Shemansky. He went uh, sideline to the middle of the field, back, over, through, uh, broke probably six tackles on his way to a long 59-yard scoring run. He totaled 215 ground, ground yards. Just very difficult uh, for the Deer, for the Highland Park defense to stop him uh, consistently. And... Um, that long touchdown run, Coach Anthony Cop pointed to as a big, as a big thing he's going to re- regret, and that defense is going to regret a turning point in the game. Um, but there were also the positives from the Giants. Um, we can look at a an early 99-yard scoring drive after they forced a punt. They went 99 yards, 15 plays, beautiful drive, capped it with a five-yard run um, to take that 7-0 lead. Um, they got a field goal. They had a couple other drives. Their defense in spots. Uh, really turned up um, a lot of tackles, a couple sacks, tackles for loss, I should say, a couple sacks. Uh, but they just allowed too many ground yards, and especially on um, the touchdown, um, one of the, one of the touchdowns, uh, Deer, Deerfield really took a ton of time off the clock and um, took chunk after chunk uh, away from from the Giants. So uh, definitely some misses for them, but um, they were right there with a good team. You know, Deerfield is going to be a good team. They're a playoff team. They were a playoff team last year. Nearly every year, um, they just uh, moved up a division into the uh, central suburban um, south. Even the, yeah, they went up to the south. But um, so this was a non-conference game. Um, so Highland Park's going to have to uh, pick up the pieces a little bit and uh, rebound. Uh, one and one start um, doesn't get too much easier. They got um, a couple tough non-cons here with Rolling Meadows and Conant, I believe, back to back. And uh, they're definitely going to want to pick up the wins here. Um, they're going to be in a lot of tight games. Um, I think that's pretty clear. A much improved Highland Park team means uh, I think a lot of those losses from last year are going to be tight. And if they win them, they'll be a playoff team. If they don't, they won't. And I think um, Coach Cop knows that. He mentioned that. And they're going to have to learn um, how to do that. And he made that quote. Um, and uh, he said, the most important things we can't let a week two game divine our season. Um, we have still a bunch of tough games in front of us. Uh, we still have our goal of winning conference very much here, very much in front of us, uh, but this one stings. So stings. Um, so that's a tough one, but uh, some good performances. Nico Rosenblum had 12 touches for 86 yards and that touchdown that we talked about. Um, we had um, six catches for 86 yards for Johnny Walker, his second really nice game. Um, we had 260 yards, nine yards throwing for David Finfer, 57 yards rushing, Nick Blummer, um, caught 85, caught three catches, caught three balls for 85 yards. Um, so 
some solid performances from the guys you expect to step up. The defense stepped up too. We're just going to need um, a little more consistency, I think, on stopping the run game. And, um, and yeah, the, you know, stop shooting yourself in the foot. And I think the Silent Park team certainly has the right stuff to make a run at that uh, at conference and at their um, at a playoff spot. So got to keep moving forward despite the loss. Let's roll right on to uh, the second quarter. With speaking of Highland Park, we're going to welcome Coach Anthony Cop. I talked to him after this game about um, that final play and, and what the refs were uh, explaining to him uh, on that onside kick, as well as uh, maybe some um, um, some decisive uh, um, turning point plays in the game and um, where the Giants go from here. So let's take a listen. At the end there, Coach, I, I don't know what happened. Can you tell me what, he, what the ump told you? I don't know. What did he tell you? Um, he said uh, you have to give an opportunity for the other team to catch a ball. Seems a little ridiculous, but figured if the ball's kicked and it goes 10 yards, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> so I guess you have to let it hit the ground, um, but it's like we dove for the ball and we got it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Huh. Uh, all right. I'll have to look look that up maybe. But um, tough one. Um, obviously the big, you know, you guys fought back, but that big drive for them to get to 21, um, they converted a lot, third and long, fourth and long. What did you see? How were they able to do it? Did you see breakdowns on your end? Um, a little bit of, I think we dipped in physical play. Um, I think the one that stands out to me was the one we had the guy tackled right here a couple times, and they had that that long touchdown. Yeah, that was one that that one hurt. Like we needed to bring that, we needed to just make a play right there. We had several guys with the opportunity, and it didn't happen, um, and they ended up getting that long touchdown. Yeah. yeah, and that was a couple possessions after the, the fumble at the goal line. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what you can say about that, but that one hurt. It did. Yep. Those those two plays hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those two plays, but that's you play in a tight game and a and a two good opponents. It can come down to two plays, yeah. you know. Um, and then how how do you react to those two plays? Those don't go away. How do you react to that? Um, but that's all things that we have to learn and get better from and be comfortable in those situations because we're going to be in a, a, a lot. We're going to have a lot of tight games. Um, this will our next several weeks. All of our next games are going to be tight games. Yeah. We got to learn how to play in these games. What do you think you have to improve in tight games? Uh, I think we need to stay composed a little bit. Um, keep on trusting your teammates. Trust what we're doing. Um, just be be comfortable in a tense situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fourteen seven. You guys field goal. Any regrets about that, or, or thoughts about why you chose that instead of going for it? No. Um, we were we were gonna get it there. This this fourth down, we were gonna stop them. Offense was gonna go and score and win the game. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, <laughs> you had it in fourth down a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but your team kept at it. I mean, you added a touchdown late, mm -hmm. and so I guess that from that reaction standpoint, did you uh, did you like what you saw there? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought we did fight um, fight there at the end. You know, it was still we're like. Hey, maybe we can pull something off, and we almost did. Almost yeah, did. <laughs> you really did. That was that was a special play. Um, and uh, physical play led to it's a rivalry. I get it. There's a lot of personal fouls. 
Any thoughts on that? And, and from both sides, there was a lot of personal fouls. It seemed to be going both ways. Um, it seemed to be uh, what the refs were calling and looking for. Uh, we just have to be better in those situations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, same question I asked Josh right there is, where do you go from here? How do you pick it up? You got some well, games. Big the games the big up. thing, um, the most important thing is we can't let a week two game define our season. So, And that's win or loss. Um, uh, we still have a bunch of tough games in front of us. We still have our goal of winning conference very much there. We still have our goal of making the playoffs very much there. So it stings. This is a game that hurts to lose, um, that we really felt good about coming into it. Um, so that, that part stings, but we have to be able to turn the page because you don't really have time to sulk. We got Rolling yeah. Meadows and Conant coming up. So yeah. have to have to be prepared for those games now. Thank you, Coach Cop, and thank you, everybody, who uh, is able to join us for that second quarter interview each week. We very much appreciate the support and participation from uh, local coaches and student-athletes. Um, normally, at this point, we'd move on to the third quarter and do a little um, way or no way, um, but I don't have my colleagues, so we can't really do that. Um, it'd be really awkward for me to answer the same questions I'm asking, uh, so we're going to go right on to the um, fourth quarter, um, but I, I'm going to do a little um, a little sidebar on some other action that we saw this week um, from uh, so for some other teams. We had um, Nutria Boys Soccer continued their strong one uh, strong run, strong start to the season. Um, they won the Northside Classic, their their tournament that they are co-hosting. Um, they also beat Loyola three to one. Uh, Aiden O'Neill scored two in that one. Um, girls volleyball, um, Nutria beat Lake Forest. Um, Nutria and Loyola are playing in the Summer's End tournament this weekend, so so check out that. That's always a good tournament, good local tournament. And on the golf side, um, Nutria boys picked up a couple wins, one against Loyola, um, one against Glenbrook North, and um, also in the out in Glen Ellen, uh, they beat three other teams: Loyola, Geneva and Glenbard West in a quad meet with Oliver Barr firing a, a, a great score of a 69 um, to lead the way there. So um, we're off and running here in the in the fall season. Um, other sports too, cross country, girls tennis. Um, we've got um, field hockey. Uh, it's all going on right now, so stay tuned for, for us our, all our coverage of that here at the Record North Shore. Uh, we'll get to all those sports, we promise. Um, and if not, we have the the weekly high school highlights column where we try to get to every sport we didn't do full recaps on. We try to do scores and, and a couple highlights. So check that out. So now in the fourth quarter, we're going to go into some big matchups for the week, um, give you our predictions a little bit. We're going to start with um, Nutrier, who gets their home opener. Um, they're going to welcome Prospect, um, a team that had a heck of a season um, last year and uh, are off to a, you know, they're a fine start this year. They lost some folks. Um, to graduation, but who didn't? And um, they're off to a one and one start with a um, loss to, to a tough Lions team, to, or uh, I'm sorry, a win over Lions 24 10 before a loss to Barrington 49 to 14. So uh, those are two tough teams for them to start the year. So this prospect team um, who finished the regular season last year 8 1 is certainly no slouch. Um, Nutrier got off of the, got their first win of the season. It was a big play, but we're or a big moment for them. But we're going to have to see more um, in this one. Prospect 
um, is known to score a lot of points. So far, they haven't shown that, which which tells me maybe they're not as powerful uh, this year, but still a very good team. Nutria is going to have to be at a peak level here, and I hope that they use uh, that same um, energy from last week that they took on the road. I think they're going to have tons of it for their home opener and a big one for them. Really, in these first tough games, this second win, however they get it from whoever they get it to, is really huge because their first half of their schedule, those first five games, are much harder than their back four. Um, so any way they can get this second win, um, I think this is this is close to a toss-up game for me. Without seeing prospect play, I'm going to be out with their, out there checking it out with reporter Mar- Marty Carlino. And, and what I can tell you is um, I really think we need to see more of that running game pop for them. Um, Jackson McCary showed those long runs and what he can do in open space. That's huge for them. That's going to open up things on the passing game that I think we probably saw with that long catch to Kremaskoli last week. It's just going to open a lot um, things for Hennigan in the passing game if they can run the ball like that. So I think McCarry uh, and that running game is extremely important. Can we open up some some holes and soften up that defense a little bit and stay on the field, keep that prospect offense off the field, just, just move the chains, man. Um, I hope we could really do that. Uh, more than just big plays, really stay on the field. I think that's going to be key to this one. Um, you got a great kicker too, so that's you know a weapon in your pocket. Um, I just I really liked what I saw about McCarry and what he can do in open space. Continue to try to do that with him and, and get him touches that he can move around and find a seam because uh, when he do he's he's really explosive. Um, on that defensive side of the football, what a showing against Yorkville. Really, just um, a lot of pressure they got on in the Yorkville backfield. Um, just Really steady performance, and I think they're going to bring that again. I think they found out some things. I think they played better against Hersey than the 31 points uh, shows. I think in spurts they were really good, and they were just on the field too long in a lot of other spots. So um, led with you know Dylan Jeppy's been a really impressive guy in the middle of that defense, um, and uh, their cornerbacks or their their I should say their whole secondary has experience and talent. Um, and their D-line is deep. Um, I, you know, I was worried a little bit about their line get back in core, but Jeppy has really stepped up and uh, kind of let some other guys fly around and make plays. Um, so um, I think we're going to look at um, a pretty another strong defensive effort. I wonder if this is going to be a lower scoring affair and just kind of a, um, a slugfest, if you will, on the defensive end, not on the scoreboard. Um, so that's what I look for in this one. I think it'll be a good football game and well, none of them are going to come easy for Nutrier, so this is going to be a good one. I'm going to give you my prediction a little bit before we go. Um, over to Loyola. Um, they had on the road to take on um, Marist, um, a, a good team that beat, uh, that lost the tough battle to Glenbard West 7-6 before taking out Brother Rice. 30 to 24. Man, I don't know what to make of those two scores. Um, clearly, they can score the football if they put up 30 on Brother Rice, um, but Glenbard West held them all the way down to six. Um, it, it, it's hard to see what Marist is all about this year, but Loyola is going to find out. There's no way they're putting up 30 on Loyola, on um, even on their home field. Um, but um, so I, I, I really think we're looking at um, another low-scoring game, but I do like. Loyola, um, I like their depth here. Um, I just like what they're able to do on the defensive end of the football. Um, and, you know, um, 
you could see that uh, Maris has given up 24 points, even though it was to Brother Rice. I think I think you know Loyola is more than capable of scoring that many, even with um, possibly without Ryan Fitzgerald. I think the be- the more we go along here, the more that offense is going to gel. I mean, they've scored 45 and 24 points, or it was 27 points um, in their first two weeks. Um, I think we're going to see even better performances as we go along. I'm not sure it's going to show up in the scoreboard for these next two games against tough opponents. Um, but as we figure some things out here, um, as as the quarterbacks mesh with the receivers and, and we get um, a consistent run game going, I think you're going to see that. So um, I'd say a medium scoring one, but I do expect Loyola to, to, to take it down um, and move to 3-0 and and get that first, first win um, in the conference slate. Highland Park has another home game. This time they're going to welcome Rolling Meadows, who was a 35-28 to 28, um, loser to Schaumburg and a 19-7 loser to Pekin. Um, again, two, two pretty good schools right there. Rolling Meadows was 4-5 and five last year, um, missing the playoffs. Um, so I think this is a, a really tough one. I'm glad Highland Park gets it at home. Um, I'm glad what they showed in the running game, Nico. Um, even though... He didn't have a ton of room to run against Deerfield. Um, he was able to catch the ball in space. What he's been able to show as a pass receiver, I think, is huge for them. Gives them another weapon to go with Bloomer, uh, Blummer and um, Johnny Walker, who has been really special, catching the ball in space and running after the catch um, and just beating his opponents um, uh, down the sideline um, for, for Highland Park. Uh, they're dangerous, and... Uh, Quarterback David Finfer showed some special things with his legs too against Deerfield. We knew he can do some things, um, but uh, I was I was impressed there as well. I think Highland Park is going to be able to score. It's a question on if they can stop Rolling Meadows um, at key spots. I expect turnovers to play a big um, role in this football game. Um, if if Highland Park can win that battle, I think they win this game. Um, I think it's probably um, on paper maybe as easy as that. So let's go to some predictions here. Um, I hope you're not too sick of me talking at this point. I think we're um, probably in a shorter podcast because of that without the contributions from Michael, but I'm going to give you some predictions. Um, Nutrier, their home opener against Prospect. Oh, man, um, I think this is going to be a really good football game. Um, I think it's going to be tough um, for either team um, to score consistently. Um, and um, I think um, Nikki. Um, plays a big role for Nutrier, and, and I'm going to give them um, another victory here. I think they get their second win right here. I think um, they're, they're pretty pumped about that week two win. Shows them um, what they're capable of, and um, I think that offense will continue to come along. So um, I'm thinking uh, I, th- I think it's going to be low scoring. I'll give it to them um, 17-14, um, Nutrier in that one. Marist and Loyola. Um, again, I taught you. I just this is this is a prove me wrong um, type of thing. I think Loyola's um, special special on the defensive end, and their offense will come along and um, with every opponent. Marist is obviously going to provide a different challenge than they had their first games, but I just like what they bring to the table um, on the defensive end. I think Marist is going to be able to score much, and I think. Uh, They'll figure out a way to punch a few in the end zone. Uh, if not only for their defense, they might be able to do that. Um, but I don't expect it to be high-flying. Uh, I expect Loyola to take this one, um, I'll say, 24-13. to 
I'll give uh, 10, 24-10. Um, I think that Loyola defense is too good. Um, in Highland Park, Highland Park and Rolling Meadows, I'm going for a clean sweep of our home teams in this one. Um, call me optimistic. Um, I, I really like uh, that it's at home. I think that's going to provide them with an advantage. Um, I think they put together something late. I think they're probably a little ticked off after the Deerfield game, and I hope that works in their favor instead of goes the opposite direction. I think it will. Um, I think they'll put together a big performance again on Walters Field, uh, and I think they'll beat Rolling Meadows. Um, I think they're going to put up a big number, so I'll say they, they win 31-24, to 28-31-28 for Highland Park. So three wins for our teams. Thank you guys for listening. That's what I got for this week. Uh, I'm glad I was able to do it and get you guys more content. I hope you enjoy us talking sports. Going to be a good um, – if there's anybody out there who golfs, by the way, the record open, a charity golf outing, head to our site. It's uh, You could you could find it there, but we have a few more openings uh, remaining for that, and I hope you join us. Um, it's a September 15th, so next Friday um, at Wilmette Golf Club. All uh, We are a nonprofit newsroom, the Wreck and North Shore. All proceeds power the independent local journalism, local reporting, including sports, uh, that you depend upon. So that's it. Uh, Hope you um, tell all your friends about the Varsity Podcast. I hope you write down our predictions and make fun of us afterwards. I hope you do all of that. I hope you head out and support your high school teams, your high school student athletes, um, as they uh, put it all on the line uh, for their communities and for their uh, the name on the front of their jerseys. Um, always a fun time of year in the fall. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.